HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made-in-America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend out As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> on this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast, we're traveling to Trinidad, Colorado. I was the host of Eric and Sarah Schluckaber and the Whitaker Brothers Hunting Company. We're going to talk to Josh, Jason, and Eric. We're going to talk to them about their hunting adventures across the world, all the way down to Old Mexico. Eric's hunted all over the United States. He's from Michigan. Uh, he's got a ranch in Colorado. He's headed to Alaska here in a few weeks to hunt brown bear. And his trophy room is impressive, and the animals are numerous. Josh and Jason have dedicated their whole adult lives to being professional guides and outfitters. And I'm talking world-class outfitters. Everything from 
trophy elk to world-class bighorn sheep, mule deer, whitetail, turkeys, and most importantly, lions and bears. I've seen videos of them hunting oscillated turkeys in the jungles of South Mexico on the Yucatan Peninsula. They actually were featured in a TV series called The Guides. Eric had already gotten to know them by this time and he made some appearances in those videos in that series as well. Josh has told me a couple times that they have got to live out all of their dreams to the point that they had to come up with new ones. And the most intriguing thing for me is with all of this hunting opportunity, all of this adventure, they prefer to hunt with hounds more than any other thing that they do. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get the whole story of how Eric and Josh and Jason all came together and have made Whitaker Brothers Hunting Company a premier destination for the top hunters in the United States and around the world. We are going to talk turkey hunting and then we're going to take a dive into the world of those crazy hounds that we've had over the years, those special hounds, the ones that make you laugh. You're going to love it. This is a hot one, boys. Let's get the tailgate down, get the doors open on the Old South Dog Box. It's time to dump the box. I'm, I'm usually the one that messes these up. I'll just tell you that right now. Because it always goes, you got good conversation going, and then I start in with like, Hey, we're with Whitaker Brothers Hunting Company in Trinidad, Colorado. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of rolls out from there. Well, don't screw it up this time, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I, I, we got to do some introductions real quick. So we'll go around the room here. We got the whole crew from from Whitaker Brothers Hunting. The company. whole crew. Yeah. Minus the bookkeeper, Jason. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're probably the ones that should be here doing the podcast, actually. I don't think she'd be a big fan of it. Really? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to my left, I got Josh Whitaker. Josh, you've been on the – you're on a podcast. that I'm surprised we didn't have to burn that one. <laughs> I know it. Man, we tried to re- – I'm really surprised it made it. I'm telling you, we – ratings were so bad on that episode it took me like <laughs> three months to recover from that. well you know just is what it is i guess oh my we're gosh. getting ready to one up it right now <laughs> <laughs> or one down it <laughs> we might one down it yeah and then to his left we got his brother jason not only a brother i mean it's a twin brother this whole twin dynamic thing i've studied you know i've, I've kind of watched twin brothers throughout my whole life and there's a whole different vibe going on there. Yes, it's totally different. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be tough because it is going to be really tough to tell the difference between Josh and Jason, even from the sound of your voice. Yeah, we're very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now one of them is way more full of shit than the other one, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell you which one. We'll figure we'll figure that all out. I think I already know the answer, but we're going to figure the audience will be able to figure it out by the time we're exactly. done. And uh, so, just real quick before we introduce the last guest on the podcast, talk about what it's like to have a twin brother, Jason. Oh, I, it's truly a blessing. Uh, it's the coolest thing ever. Really? In my oh yeah, you we've guys been competitive. You guys no, no no. We've always pulled for each other, and uh, as long as I can remember, since we were little bitty, we've just been tight, tight. 
Super yeah. close. Yeah. And ne never been competitive with one another ever. Hmm. We have brawled before, but, but that's oh, ever yeah. every ever sibling does. But yeah, yeah, we've spilled blood on each other before, <laughs> but right. It is it's just brotherly love, I guess. Right. I don't know. But no, we're very close. How yeah. long have you two been guiding, outfitting, doing everything to get? I mean, our whole it, obviously your whole lives you've been doing whole everything. adult life we've been yeah guiding. So mm -hmm. and we've hunted since we was little little kids. So did all kinds of oh yeah from Mexico to we started with Red Rudder BB guns and yeah graduated to twenty twos and then went to traps and and uh, yeah it just escalated from there. Man, that's cool. That's cool. The, the, but I got to tell you, there is something that for both of you to go out and marry women named Renee, that's kind of freaking me out a little bit. It, it freaked us out. Yeah. <laughs> so they're both Italians. Yeah. Both no, they are not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's a little Jerry Springer, but yes, that's the truth. It's true. <laughs> and yeah. they're not. They're not. No, they're, Chris, they're no not relation. related. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least we don't think so. I don't know. Somewhere maybe in the old country. Yeah. We Way may back. need to do the whole tree thing and figure it out. You might not want to. No, I actually don't. Yeah, what, so. what was that DNA kit they came up with a few years ago? D what is that, 23andMe or something? Well, I'm not sure. Know. I've never done anything Where like that. Where you take the so. cheek swab and you send it in, you find out you're related to people in – northern africa and ireland and russia Jeez. all over yeah so you've done it or no i've just heard about it oh I've i'll be dead huh yeah all right and last but not least certainly not least is eric sluckaber the the what well, how would you consider yourself in the whitaker brothers hunting company here eric the quiet the, one the, I, are you the brains of the operation? Oh, for no. for 100 sure. percent, yes. you already know. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> don't let him fool you. So how'd you, Eric? How'd you get hooked up with with Whitakers? Oh, I was a client at one point in time. As fate would have it, I ended up going on a on a deer hunting trip that I wasn't even supposed to go on, and. We just hit it off right off the bat. Yeah. Yep. And Josh was your guide, right? Yes, sir. Man, and you still became friends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I survived that week and went, well, if I survived this, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that was over 10 years ago. No kidding. Yeah, been great friends ever since. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Well, hey, we're going to talk about I, – I got the pleasure of coming out and – and hanging out with you guys this week and <coughs> guest of Eric's and his wife, Sarah, and just seeing what you guys got going on out here. And I got to shoot a transsexual turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to call him Bruce. <laughs> That's fitting for it, sure. It is, man. That turkey, it, we had horrible wind Monday and Tuesday. I felt like I was hunting with a professional hunter. It's like my, my pH this week was Eric Slugger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, following him through the mountains and and different things, and and you know, fat boy from Indiana coming out here. What's what's your elevation here? Where were we at? About seven thousand. Yeah. yeah, average. Yeah, about seven thousand feet. Man, you can feel it. Doesn't matter what you do back home. It takes you a few days to get that acclimated. Yeah. 
Especially if you're following Eric, you really feel it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's got long legs, and he just yeah. glides across He's the like landscape. Like a billy goat. Yeah, so we, we're working these turkeys or looking at these, you know, kind of surprises. And But anyway, we end up shooting this turkey. But so I sh- – Eric's like, shoot. Like, <laughs> That's what Eric always says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm kind of like, man, I've killed a lot of turkeys. And I'm, I'm waiting for the hands to clear, you know. And but it was cool because I was like, he was like shoot, and I shot, and I'll admit it, I missed the first time. I was waiting for him to clear the hands. You know what? A true sportsman gives a warning shot. Yeah, yeah. you gave him a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first time I ever hunted Miriam's. I, I've got to tell you, they're really dumb. Uh, <laughs> especially up there, especially up there where where we're hunting. I mean, they haven't seen human beings or been hunted, and. Uh, but, yeah, I shot the first time, and he's just – but I've, I have seen that before in Easterns. He just kind of stood there and ran back and forth a little bit. And as soon as he cleared the hens, man, we put the hammer on him and killed him. But it was funny because I really did. I felt like I was on a safari. Those videos I've seen of African safaris, it's like, <laughs> okay, shoot, reload, shoot again. You know, it was like that. It was cool. Well, when you when you got 40-mile-an-hour winds, it kind of changes the script on you. Man, I'm telling you, it was brutal. It was awful. We took some awesome pictures, and I don't know how we got them. It, timing? It you was. You literally had to time the wind, Gus. Yeah. Eric, how long – I mean, you, you've been hunting – how long? What's your story? You're from Michigan. Yeah, since I, since I was big enough to walk, I followed my dad. It was just one of those things I – just knew i always wanted to do yeah and it was so deeply ingrained you got an education in wildlife biology well dad was a wildlife biologist no dad worked in the park system i wanted to be an outdoor writer but i got into college and wanted to be a wildlife biologist after that it just so yeah i got a degree in wildlife biology and yeah then became a farmer (laughs) yeah and then you got drawn to the west i did yeah i did it's uh, once you get out here in the wide open spaces and get to stretch your legs, it's it's kind of tough to go back into the chopped up smaller portions of the east. Man, I always say it. It's like I, mean, I, I go into like in Indiana with our weather and cloudy and stuff. I, I, I seriously, I get seasonal effect disorder in the wintertime. But I found out a few years ago that if I can get out here and get closer to the sun, I mean, it no can, doubt it can carry me. Oh yeah, and and it's it's an amazing amazing thing. So it's healing, it. isn't it? Oh, it really is for sure. I mean, we're out there at night and looking out, and there's no light pollution. It's quiet. The actual starlight you can act, you know, it lights up the mountainside. Yep. Yes. Three quarters of a mile away, two miles away, you can see the outline. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, it's it's spiritual for me. Some people need to go put their toes in the ocean and and see that thing that's not that's not my gig nope yeah lace them up and head up yeah yeah and we're we feel the same way and we live here you know it does the same for us everybody i know from the west it's like yeah it'll never get old right ever yeah yeah this turkey so he didn't have any spurs this is why he's called bruce and i know we'll probably get some heat for talking about the transsexual turkey but Eric and I were talking about this whole thing. We we're talking about shooting this turkey. We we run up there and we grab this turkey and I look down on it. It's like this thing doesn't have any spurs. And None. Went, not even the bump. No. It was the weirdest thing. 
And you can tell by the, the head on the turkey. You guys know you're not – I wasn't looking at Jake. I knew I wasn't looking at Jake. And uh, so – and he had – how many hens with – how many hens do you have? Eight Six? or – no, it was eight or nine. Yeah. He had – he had the he had entire – Yeah. And uh, we get up there, and he's got this little Weasley beard on him. <laughs> it's only about three inches long and no spirit spurs. And I'm like – this sucker is a transgender, <laughs> but but full fan yeah, twenty pound big. Tom yeah. for a Merriam. Yeah. That's so these, these mountain birds. That's big. Yeah, that's three year old. And we're trying to figure out why he had the hens with him, and I just think it's because they felt comfortable with him. They weren't threatened by <laughs> by Bruce. Yeah, you know he was sensitive. He was <laughs> smart man. Then we go over the mountain, and there's three more Toms over the mountain that have got big hooks on them or on down the road. Got huge hooks on them, beautiful birds, and this poor sucker's only had three, two or three hens between two, them. Two hens between the three gobblers. Yeah, yeah. and Bruce Jeez. is up they there with were all the chicks. Yeah, crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff, crazy stuff. Hey, the real re the thing that I really want to talk to you about. You guys have lion hunted, old Mexico, all up through this country. Where all of you guys? Where all of you guys lion hunted? Yeah, we've hunted uh utah we've traveled to utah we've done northern utah we've hunted southern utah we've hunted in the blues we've hunted in la salle's and we've hunted arizona we've been in the superstitions we've hunted the santa rita's mm -hmm. in the tumacockries mountains south of tucson and we've hunted Chihuahua, we've hunted the East Sierra Madres in Chihuahua. We've hunted the West Sierra Madres in Sonora. You're talking Mexico now. Yes. Mexico. Yep. And a lot in New Mexico. So yeah. there's a lot of country we want to hunt, though. Mostly in Colorado. but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of our hunting is obviously Colorado. But it's so fun to travel and get into different ecosystems and see what you know how different it is to trail mm -hmm. from you know the deserts of sonora to the mountains of colorado and subalpine you know it's it's cool to see all the just how diverse a dog can be it's just really unique to experience that where's the coolest places you've ever hunted josh in your opinion chihuahua mexico really by a mile yep. yeah same with you same. Jason. Yep. Eric? That's just one of those places that, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of a lot of people have hunted the other places, but you know down there, there have just not been that many. You're, you're kind of tread, treading some virgin ground there for, for dog hunters. Mm-hmm. What makes it, is that what makes it special? You think that's what, is That's it, part of it. Yeah, part of it, it, yeah. And it's, it's Mexico. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just. The culture and. Yep. It's incredible. The vaqueros and. We just love everything about the culture down there. We like to interact with the vaqueros and, mm -hmm. and you know the food and just the way they live down there. It's just incredible. A and lot they, of it's just uncharted for houndsmen. There there are no houndsmen, especially where we were at in, Ch in Chihuahua. There was nobody dog hunted there. No. In really? Sonora, some of the vaqueros have a hound or two, you know, and mm -hmm. would run cats. But as far as Chihuahua, there was nobody there. And it was, uh, the country we hunted in Chihuahua was loaded in bears, too, which was really neat. Because we've hunted a lot in Sonora, um, 
like clear way up in the Sierra Madres there and then clear down into the desert, into the flat desert. But uh, ne we never got into the bears. And Chihuahua, where we was, was loaded in bears. Yeah. And, yeah. Just like here, you know, there's same, you know, kind of size bears and a lot of color phase and really, really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Some wild country. Very wild. Is it just wild like pristine country or yes, is sir. it like it wild is. like i'm gonna be become a political prisoner and be traded for <laughs> el chapo wild no just wild. pristine yeah yeah pristine yeah did you ever feel any of that kind of stuff though with the because i mean all us gringos we all hear about the federales and and how they'll hold you up for you can get out of anything if you got enough cash on you do you ever get to squeeze well, well that's when you get bribed it's mostly by the the city police, not the federales. Mm -hmm. you, you'll never have an issue with the federales and uh, just the kind of the municipal police. But other than that, it's the safety. Us, us three had been down there for years and years. We did 18 years, but but we never had any issues. One of my favorite ways I like to explain that one, I was sitting in the Hermosillo Airport, I don't know, four or five years ago, and the news was playing, you know, while you're waiting for your plane, yada, yada. And the story was the U.S. was issuing a travel advisory for Sonora because the previous year, 50-some Americans had been killed. Yeah. I kid you not, the next story that comes on was about the city of Chicago that had already, I think they'd had their 55th or 56th homicide in the month of January, just the one month of January that was not over yet. You know what I didn't see? A travel advisory for the city of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it can Mexico it can be a dangerous place, but for for Americans it's it's really not. If you do stupid stuff and go stupid places when you shouldn't go, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're in Chicago, New York, Sonora. Mm -hmm. If you if you're not doing stupid things, you're fine. Yeah. I've I've never hunted in Sonora or in Mexico. But when I was a kid, we used to go across, when my grandparents lived in Tucson, we'd go across to uh, Juarez and some of those, mm -hmm. you know, border town type stuff. And it, I mean, it's different, but it wasn't scary. But then, man, we went on a cruise and got this off-site cruise. And um, we had to go out of the concessionary for the cruise ship and walk through town and then go down to this building to meet this travel agent to go out to the mine ruins and um we're going where 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 was it yucatan yeah you can take yucatan peninsula yeah, yeah. yeah so so we go out there and of course they can't figure out the they're bringing trying to round up the buses to get us these vans to get us out there and stuff and they're speaking in spanish and the whole time we're standing around we're going okay and then we start ripping through the through the countryside and get into the jungle. The jungle's closing in around the road. And the whole time I'm thinking, okay, I don't even have a pocket knife on me and I'm going to become a political prisoner right now. They're going to hit one of these side roads. <laughs> and we go down there and it was cool. You know, we get down there, it was all cool and stuff like that. But it's crazy how much you buy into that. So, yeah. so as far as hunting goes down and how was it getting, you know, like lions and stuff back and forth across the border and, We've we've never been able to get lines across into the United States. We've tried every avenue known to man. You can't bring them across. 
Well, supposedly you can, but we've never been able to figure out the whole CITES permit deal. We can get tags. We've had tags in Sonora and Chihuahua, but we've, and you know, we have the Ranch Uma papers. We have all of that. So on the Mexico side, we have everything. But in order to bring it across, you need a CITES, which is issued out of Mexico City. And we've personally just, we have not been able to figure that part out. Hmm. So supposedly you can get them across, but to our knowledge, we have not run across one person in yeah. 20 years that can tell us how that how we can accomplish it yeah you know that abstract painting of the stairs that goes around in a square and like there you can never get to <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much yeah. trying to get a line into the states no kidding no kidding so what's the closest scrape you guys had while you're in mexico do you have any have anything like that like something that made you kind of nervous or? no uh, Just no not really um thieves but that's anywhere gosh right especially nowadays, but, uh, no, not really. No, we've, and we used to go for six, eight weeks at a time, you know, and, mm -hmm. but no, it's always been good to us. Do you think, do you think that's because you were down there and you were just kind of, you guys have absorbed that culture, you know, just being around you two and you both speak Spanish, you know, the Riettas and the Riettas. What are they, Riendas? Riendas. Yeah. You know, the and and everything that you just kind of absorb the whole culture of it. And I just think too many people are well, the horror stories, and there is damn sure a lot of horror stories mm -hmm. with Mexico, but I just think people go down there and they're already intimidated. Yeah. And we've never been intimidated down there. We just I don't know. We've always been comfortable down there. Yeah. And, and we've never had a reason to be no. scared. And same with Eric. Eric, you know, all three of us has hunted a ton in Mexico together. Yeah. And, you know, we've been to the jungle, you know, and we've been to three different states of Mexico hunting together. And Four. Counting uh, Coahuila. Coahuila. Yeah. So it, we're just, I don't know, we've always been comfortable and... I think that's that you mentioned something right there that might escape some people in our audience, but Mexico is pretty diverse as far as its landscape. Oh, extremely! Oh, it's wicked. Yeah, crazy. From the jungle to the to the desert to the high Sierras, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, you can go from Kentucky to New Mexico to Montana. You know that drastic a difference in Mexico. Same Absolutely. thing between yeah. the states. That's crazy. Yeah. If so, not more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's an incredible country. It is. So so down there is Houndsman running. What did you see? What was your biggest challenge taking hounds down there uh hunting wise? You know It was it was easy in Sonora. You know, you obviously you gotta have all your paperwork. All your certificates, rabies, all of that. Chihuahua was a little bit spooky because they took, when we crossed down there, they they literally took our original copy of our all of our dog papers, and they 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 cop. Well, I actually had copies, but they took the original, mm -hmm. and that kind of spooked us. 
and plus Chihuahua, you can only uh, take, take three dogs per truck. Three per truck, really? Yeah. Yes, in Sonora, you know, we've had six dogs in one truck, and they never batted an eye at it. They didn't say a word, but Chihuahua was a lot more strict. So when we came back across the border, um, back into the states, they we actually got the original paperwork back which really surprised me i I couldn't believe it but Mm -hmm. so it's it's actually not that big a deal we had uh we had two dogs stolen one year on a ranch down there yeah we had we had taken some dogs down there and and left them with a friend and uh he was hunting them down there and they trailed off into a neighbor ranch and you know we was told that the cartel had the they owned the ranch that the, them dogs ended up going into and they got you know they kind of boogered away from going in there and trying to retrieve them so and then you know that ranch kept them dogs so we never seen them again but but i mean most of the places we go it's so remote and just great ranch people you know yeah that's all we've dealt with so so as far as hunting goes, though, I mean, like actually tracking cats, tracking bears, you know, is there a different challenge here than there is there? Or is it similar to Southern Colorado? You know, like things like, you know, s- s- how scent works on the environment, on the landscape. You know, is it drier? You know, what kind of challenges do you face with your hounds it- actually catching game? And we'll get the answer to that question, follow up on that, and a lot more after this break. You know, as I'm out there in Trinidad, this is uh, seven miles from New Mexico. So it's high desert. I'm looking around the landscape. I'm seeing a lot of rough country, a lot of rock and things like that. And I couldn't help but think that there's a couple key items that I would want in my kit when I'm hound hunting there. The first is paws are protected. The company Dogs Are Treed has developed a product that is so beneficial for a lot of uses, but particularly to keep a hound's foot conditioned to handle the rigors of hunting in a rough terrain. It is specifically designed to help cells regenerate. That means when your dogs are running over rough terrain, they're wearing those cells down and and breaking down that pad. Paws Are Protecting will help regenerate that i use it on cuts as well it is a staple in my kit my truck and my rig does not pull out of here without paws are protected build your pack from the ground up with paws are protected the other item that i've got to use while i'm out here hydration is key man these these arid mountains will suck the moisture out of even rocks the trees grass everything and that includes man and beast Dogs Are Hydrated is a simple product, but it is crucial to maintaining hydration in your hounds. It's all based on actual science that was gathered and recommended by some of the top veterinarians for performance dogs in the world. Pick up Dogs Are Hydrated and Paws Are Protected at dogsartreed.com and at checkout, use our promo code HXP20% off. You got it. You get 20% off that order. Now let's get back to it. Josh, Jason, and Eric have got a lot to share with us. It's it's drier down there where uh-huh. we was, but 
like east of where we live here in Colorado is harder to go catch a line than it is in Mexico. And, and the main reason for that is there's so many more lines in Mexico. I mean, it's... And a lot less rock where, where, where we were actually hunting. Mm -hmm. Like east of us, it's so... There's a lot of rim rock country. Mm -hmm. And, oh, man, them lines can kick your butt in that stuff. Here in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's not like 100, you know, 100-foot cliffs. It's 10 to 15-foot ledges. And them lines, they can just, they can really move through that stuff. They through there. Yeah. yeah. And the dogs can They're just can't. big enough to where the dogs can't get up, but the lions can. And same yeah. with the bears. The bears can actually school you in the rocks as well that's, no kid that stuff yeah. in mexico was the more like older rounded hills didn't have that cliffy yeah. you know the yeah. more bouldery type country yeah. yeah yeah a lot of oaks down mm -hmm. there and when you hit a big boulder pile it was a gigantic boulder pile but all around it was you know oaks and you know yeah. big a lot, trees. Mo lot more hunter friendly for sure yeah so it it's tougher you think it's tougher to track a lion out east here it, it without a doubt it's harder yeah is mm -hmm. you would you think out east here is the toughest place that you've um, ever hunted to catch lions you know for us personally it is uh-huh just for the fact it's you know the terrain is the hardest part just and you know like like mexico there's way more lions i mean it's their density is so much higher than down there mm -hmm. or, you know, here. But, yeah, I mean, for us personally, it's, you know, everybody says they where they live is the hardest hunting around, and I'm not saying that. I've said that so many times. You know, I'm yeah. not saying that. My God, nobody's ever caught a lion. You ain't <laughs> never hunted no, yeah. no country like we got here, boy. <laughs> and, like, where we hunt, you know, right around here where we live, it's not bad at all. You yeah, know, we're not we're not dealing with real bad rocks. It's a lot of, lot of ponderosas. You know, a lot of just big tree mountain country. Uh huh. But you get into that rim rock stuff, ledges. I mean, them lions, they get a little, they get a little jump on you, and a lot of times you're just you're flat, not going to get get caught up. You're to just going to get outran. You can't yeah. pressure them. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. So what kind of dog? What kind of dogs do you like? I mean, if if you had to, if you had to, what do you prefer? What kind of what style of dog? Good dogs. Good dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the rankest dog. I've mentioned him on this podcast before, I, and I told our audience I was going to get you back on here to talk about him. I want to talk about Ruckus. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's, I met he's a rank one. Yeah, I met Ruckus, and as soon as we walked out to the kennel, I, I, I think I've seen one picture of him, and I've looked down through there, and I knew which one Ruckus was. He was just standing there at the gate, and he just had that air about him, like, I'm the badass out here, just so you know. <laughs> oh, right he up. is. Yeah. Yeah. What makes him? What makes him? Describe describe Ruckus, Jason. Oh, grit. He yeah. is 100% grit. He's probably the toughest dog, one of the toughest dogs we've ever owned. Well, what's that, what sets him apart as far as, I mean, if if he was like, if he was a person, how would you? Oh, if he was it, a baseball player, yeah. he would hands down be a Reuter. 
you'd know he yeah. was like oh, a yeah. steroid freak. <laughs> but yeah, if he was a person, he'd be covered in tattoos and have like three felonies and just got out of prison probably. <laughs> Wife beater t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's rock is covered yeah. in scars, but uh no, he is he's a gem. He's a really been really good dog for us. Well, a lot, you know, a lot of people uh um have always got that one dog that but you guys talk about ruckus at a different level you know just from his personality to yeah he's he's obnoxious in what know, way? He, he just he he'll lift his leg on you if you're not careful i can vouch for that he he <laughs> yeah he's he's lifted on eric yep. one of our guides he's he fights he's just fights he, what Fights other, other dogs. dogs. Yeah, he's anything just, that any, moves, anything and everything. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's the taboo point. He'll fight other dogs, but is he just is he just rough like that, or is he with that like with that with his pack, or because most people wouldn't tolerate that. You know, it just. But well, to people, he he's oh, he's a sweet even with my my daughters. I mean, yeah. he he'd never bite a human, like a person. He just wouldn't. Yeah. But with other dogs, he's he's a butthead. But yeah. we deal with him because you know his what he he can, his abilities he can do his yeah. abilities so on the track. When you say when he says rough, I mean is it is it like you can't trust him to be treated in there with other stuff, or is it? No, you can. You can he yeah. just? It's not he. Is it's he, not like on while we're trailing. He's he's fought a little bit at the tree not bad but it's it's just you know when we're just out free casting or legging them up or, or in the box he's, in the box is the he worst. bows up all the time he just he has so much testosterone <laughs> built up that he just he just can't control himself he's he's the guy in the gym that yells <laughs> On every rep. Yep. That's ruckus. <laughs> yep. You know, Ru- it's ruckus is dropping the barbells all the way down and then flexing, you know, while they're still bouncing. Yeah. yeah. And stands up to see who's looking at him. Yep. And then if anything gives him any crap, then he challenges him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how he does yeah, it. It's yeah. ridiculous. It just. So. He's a character. Yeah. Yeah. Is he like that too? I mean, is he just. Is he just like that all the time, or is he? You ever <laughs> yeah, wear him, you ever it wear never him down? shuts off. Can you wear him down? Is he one of those yeah, dogs? Yeah, you can. Oh but yeah, it, it you take, can. But it takes a while yeah. to get him. Yeah, he just his mind is stronger than his body. Yeah, but even <laughs> so, even after a successful hunt, and the dogs have you know kind of peeled off to find their their bed. Yeah, he's laying there with his head on the cat. That's that's he's that's his. That's the crazy thing. And anything, That's a picture. Yes, I've sent, sent, yeah. sent me. Was here's this sedated cat that you guys were doing this study on, and here's Ruckus. It's like he's got his head on him, and he's like, "Hey, just so you know, I'm still in, I'm still in charge here." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And any dog that comes anywhere near there, he he picks his head up and he he lets he him growls. Oh yeah. I've literally seen him not even pick his head up. His eyes are closed. And you'll hear that little, <laughs> just letting them know. I yeah. heard your footsteps, still my cat. Yeah. 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 How many, how, how old is Ruckus? He's, 
He's coming seven, yeah. I believe. Oh, no kidding. He's getting that old. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah six. Him and Jag, six, but they're they're coming seven Yeah, here before long. You got a replacement? You got a Ruckus Jr. out there anywhere? No, he is a Ruckus Jr. His dad was the original Ruckus. What was he like? The same way. Was he really? And yeah. they literally looked identical. I'll show I'll show you pictures. You absolutely you can't were, can't tell them apart. They were like a clone. Yeah. And his dad got killed by a bear. And uh, yeah, dude. So he's actually same attitude. Just, same. Yep. But little Ruckus is he's friendlier to people. Yeah. Like the, the original Ruckus was a one man dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ruckus is, you know. Eric, he'll, he'll roll with anybody. Yeah, Eric can go hunt him. You know, one of our other guides can go hunt him. The original Ruckus, he wouldn't have anything to do with anybody but, but Jason and I. That's yeah. just the way he was. Yeah, you guys so. said you had, like, you have to hang your packs up when you get to the tree because he'll go around and <laughs> yes. piss on every you, pack. You put a pack down. And it, it's going to be cut. Isn't he? He's just oh, he's, yeah, that's him and his brother. They, that kind of yeah. runs in the family. There, his brother will, will jag the same way. Yeah, he'll anoint your pack if you give him a chance. Yeah, has he ever embarrassed you? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jason, how's he embarrassed you? Oh, I don't even know if we should talk I, about it. You but. definitely have to tell this one. Well, we were on a, a study line one time, and and. uh <laughs> there was a a female tech there, and she loved Ruckus, chatting him up, you know, and patting him and stuff. Yeah. And and he 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 was starting to like it, you know. And then after a bit, <laughs> he had the hooks in on her and was going to town on her leg. And so I just I turned home. beet red, and I'm like, no, Ruckus, no. And I got him off of her, and Josh is rolling. <laughs> so I'm ready to slap him, too. And But the tech, she's a sweetheart. We've known her for years, and, and she was, like, fine with it, you know. But I was just appalled. <laughs> but Josh was, like, teared up from laughing. And I'm like, shut up. It, it, uh, it was, it was we terrible. Haven't, we haven't seen him do it since that day. No kidding. It was only that one day. I mean, he was in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was terrible. Oh man, oh, those dogs are so much fun. You, they are. I mean, do you think it's just a deal like you like him so much that you tolerate you? You've learned to deal with it type stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that it? Oh, oh we yeah. love the dog. The pluses, he, yeah, the way outweigh, way outweigh him. Yeah, and he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's a fun. But like dog. Jason said, that his little daughters they can tug on his ears, do whatever, and he he's wonderful with them little girls. But a bear or a lion, he's you know he's business. Yeah, you know? and you you know you look at the systems when you're done. Nobody's gonna put more miles on in the day. That yeah. that dog just covers ground. Yeah. All right. So do you guys? I I assume that Ruckus is hunting with this pack of dogs. You guys don't mix packs and go hunt with other people, or not really, not very yeah. much we, at all. So really. so everybody's learned their pack dynamics. So it's not that big a deal that he's 
that he's just a dickhead. Yeah. And, you know, every, every, all the rest of them know that just, that's ruckus. Don't don't worry about him growling. There's it's no big three deal. or four boys, and we call them the gunslingers. And <laughs> there's going to be some growling and some yapping, but nobody ever really comes out bleeding too much. So. Yeah. 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 So what kind of what kind of hound is he? Is he a cold nosed dog? Is he a hot nosed dog? Is he a trailer? Is he a drifter? Is he a swing dog? He's he's a catch dog. He's what we consider in our pack a catch dog. Now his brother, Jag, littermate brother, Jag is he's kind of our our go to strike dog. Mm-hmm. And and Jag will really like slow down and you know, really track for track if it's really bad, mm-hmm. really a cold track. I'm not saying old, just cold. Yeah. And Ruckus is totally different. He's more of a get up and go catch one. He's He doesn't pound the ground as, as good as Jag, but once it's fresh, yeah. he just he just flat leaves. Yeah. Does he, is he, he catches a lot by himself, you know, because he's just way, way out in front of them. Because he outruns everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he do the same thing on bear? Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. On bear. But it's, you know, there's multiple dogs that will be up there with him on a bear. Why do you, why do you think it's different on a bear than just it is the, a lion? Just easier, just the scent. I'm not saying it's really easier, but there's the scent so much easier different. to trail. Easier for to sure. trail. Yeah, way easier to trail. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen bears that it's impossible to get them, you know, up a tree and caught. They just mm-hmm. walk and fight and soul up and just you're just not going to catch them. I don't care if you got five dogs or fifteen. There's it's not. They're not going to go up. They just got it in their mind that yeah, today's not the day, and probably yeah. not tomorrow either. Yep. So we consider Ruckus a catch. We call him a catch dog. Yeah. So catch dog. I mean, obviously, if you go to the south and you're talking hog hunting, it means a whole different thing. But right. For you, a catch dog is a dog that once tracks up and moving. He's a dog that can. He's not pick giving it up. that cat extra time to rest up or pull another maneuver he's right on that cat's tail yeah and we got two or three that way two or three catch dogs that just really you know when things are slow and they're struggling you know they're there and they're working but they're not necessarily shining and then but once something is you know really fresh you know there's a few there that just and they do it Almost every lion, you know, you'll notice them just, they just flat get up and really move on one. Yeah. Which is a, it's a major asset to have a dog mm-hmm. like that. I mean, and, but yet we love the the pounders too, you know, the ones that go just track for track and, you know, real independent and slow. And I just, I think when you got all of it, it's a great, yeah, great deal to have. Cleve, Cleve Dwyer did that podcast with us and talked about how to select how to select your pack. You know, he talked about the value of the anchor dogs, the dogs that we're going to track to track to keep things going in the right direction. Yes. Because if you got a bunch of ruckuses, it's going to be chaotic at that point, isn't it? It can be. It could Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you talk about uh, – I mean, 
no direction, no leadership, just everybody trying to do their own thing and go in different directions. Yeah, and a dog like him, they get they get to moving so fast that, you know, they'll dang sure blow past one and, you know, they got to come back. And, mm-hmm. you know, and if you hit a track that, you know, if you hit like a Tom and a female in a canyon together and they're just in there goofing off and and there's literally just tracks everywhere, mm-hmm. you're really going to struggle. And a lot of times when you, you get in that situation, you never find the out track. You just – dogs will boo-hoo all day long because they just – you know the lines are back and forth, and you yeah. just never can figure it out. And when you got a bunch of kind of head up, fast dogs, it's really a struggle. Yeah, frustrating. But just in there frolicking around, saturating that whole area with scent. You know, plus it's low ground, so depending yeah. on pressures and stuff, it can be holding all that scent and keeping it compressed in those canyons. And yes, and so. It's actually called a scent pool, you know, so I saw it in police dogs. A lot of times when, like, a person goes in and sits in one spot, as long as they're up and they're moving, if they're moving in a, a constant direction, you can track you can track people, you can track lions. But when they start spending time in that area, and they saturate that area with scent. It gets it's, so difficult. It, it's they got to work it out, you yes. know, and it gets tough. Yep. It gets so tough to be able to do that. And is there one style of dog that that you've seen that's been able to work that out, or what do you do? What do you do when you get in a spot like that? Well, you try to move them ahead, or you try to bring a dog. Yeah, in a circle I mean, you or? can you can kind of make a big loop and try to hit the track going out. Uh huh. But when you're in the dry ground, you're at the you know if you can't see a track, you're at the, the dog's mercy. I mean, you you have to fully rely on them. Fully rely on them and. You know, like in the snow, we've seen it a ton in the snow, too. And we just make a big loop and just, you know, if the dogs get a big lose, we just make, start making circles and just try try to to try to read the country, you know, and and see, try to figure out where, where it's going. And, but, you know, sometimes you can't, but sometimes it's easy to read and sometimes it's impossible. It's where you, you pull an old kooka, that old, that old gal that these guys used to have she'd just disappear you'd get in one of those tough spots a loss and she'd just disappear and she was just pull this big old loop all on her own no kidding oh yeah yeah she would i mean like five seven hundred yard circles and she'd do it all by herself and just make a big old huge loop and she'd find you know when all the other dogs are kind of in a rut and they keep going back to where they lost it and whatnot and right she would i mean she wouldn't mess around with that for two minutes and then here she goes and she was she was another dog that caught lots of lions by herself just because she'd make that big old circle and find where it left out of there and very smart cat-minded yeah smartest down we ever owned so so when she would go out and she'd make this she would open on the track where she got not always she wouldn't always open (laughs) sometimes she would just She'd just flat leave out, and and she wouldn't be firing, and but you know you could tell, especially with these garments, sure. you could tell what she's got. It yeah. she's leaving. Yeah, and if she's quiet and leaving out, we would just kind of gather up and then just kind of cast right into where she was, and then them other dogs would hit and go on. But 
My Diablo dog's kind of like that. You know, if, if we're hunting baits or whatever, they get bogged down around a bait, I'll be watching the Garmin, and all of a sudden he'll start lining out, and he's not open much. He doesn't open much on track. Yeah, I think he does it on purpose. <laughs> I really do. It's it's, like, it f- seems like hey, it sometimes. They figured it out. They might as well yeah. take it. Yeah. It's like yeah. If, if you other idiots would have been here with me, you could go too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you guys. So then, do you just take your dogs and head for Diablo? Yeah, he'll usually start opening, and the other dogs will f- figure it out. And but yeah, I've seen I've seen him do that a lot. I'll be darned. Yep. Yep, for sure. Uh, man, it is so much fun to be able to to watch these dogs and and figure them out and. That's so – we'll never get it all figured out. Oh, no. Lord, no. We're stumped all the time. Just every year you get those head scratchers that keep you up at night. But that's but, the fun part because the yeah. one day it's the fast dog was the rock star. And you swear that's the best dog you've ever seen. And the next day the ground pounder is the one that figured it out. Exactly. You know, the old slow one. Yeah. 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 So – Eric, you've had the opportunity to hunt Alaska and Mexico and all up and down and everywhere. Do you enjoy hound hunting as much as the rest of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the, the places you go following a dog, I mean, some nasty canyons. We we joke now. We, we got a couple of canyons that we – we see on a fairly regular basis. We're like, we ain't going down there. And then we all laugh. And we're gonna though. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days, you'll we're be gonna there. be following yeah. dogs and and learning something new. Yeah, that's that's kind of the fun part about it. Every time we go out, we learn something. Right. And you guys, you guys have been guiding and outfitting for how many years? Oh, uh, 30, 20, 20 years. You've been over twenty. Over twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. So. What do you enjoy most? You enjoy hound hunting, or you enjoy all the hounds? Is yeah, prob- probably hounds, and then I mean, we love hunting everything. But yeah, you guys are killers. I mean, you are, and you you like putting guys in position to to be able to be successful. But you guys like to be successful too. Yeah, yeah, hounds is probably our favorite, and then probably archery elk. I would imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then big deer right behind that. So yeah. But it, it's whatever season is it, it is at that time, that's our favorite. Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? The, <laughs> you, you, so, know, you know what the favorite is? The next one. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. We like it all, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys got a good thing going here, that's for sure. I appreciate the hospitality, hospitality this week. You betcha. We've had a ball, haven't we? Enjoyed you. Yes, sir. I've had a, I've had a blast all week. It's, it's really awesome. Have. I really have. So, well, you got, you, got, you got a good ruckus story. Any good ruckus? Any more good ruckus stories? This was about transsexual. G-rated or? <laughs> no, it could be PG-13. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. It's hard to. Yeah, hard to think of one right now. Between between pissing on packs and hunching legs and growling at the other dogs and yeah just he'd be smoking marlboros in his wife beater shirt and oh yeah, yeah he would that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> in and out of jail yeah. he's constantly <laughs> he's a tough son of a gun bathe about once a week yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> do you think he'd do it that often? <laughs> Probably not. No, no. He'd be total grunge. How is he on bear? Really, really good. good. Yeah, is yeah. he? Yeah, yep. he loves bears. Yes. Do you sir. think he likes him more than he likes lions? If he had his choice, if he could wake up in the morning and say, he could call the shots, take me bear hunting or take me lion hunting, what do you think he'd do? I think he, I think he's better on lions. Do you? Yeah. Yep. But hey. we hunt lions so much more than bears. That's the only so thing. So you haven't seen that with, with him? It's like, it seems like sometimes, you know, you can have a dog that will catch lions and be pretty good at it, but once bear season comes in, it's like, you know, it's all on them. And, well, and we have a dog that's just the opposite. Rock star on lions, but is terrible on bears. Scared of them. Yeah. So we can't hardly get her to trail one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think he. I think he would favor. What do you think, Eric? I think he'd favor a lion. Lions only because bears are too slow for him. He'd be annoyed he couldn't run full out. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have to run circles around the bear just to keep himself happy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I I love talking about those those good dogs you've had. You know, and we've all had those special special dogs. You think? Are you going to plan on breeding him or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we've to. got a little. Have you raised any out of him yet? No, never. Never? His brother. We've got offspring out of Jag, but we don't have anything out of Ruckus How's going to be on breeding? I don't know. I think. Scared? No. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah, I'd feel sorry for the, for the poor female. <laughs> the, probably the main reason I haven't bred him yet is I didn't want that that fight to carry over yeah because it, it i i really don't like that no yeah. none of us right. likes it you know i mean we deal with it we just, joke about it but yeah, you guys yeah you guys are hunting with your own pack every pack i don't care whether you mix dogs or not they're going to figure out the pecking order one way or another they're going to figure that out but when you're constantly hunting with your own dogs they all know ruckus. well in two yeah. of the cornerstones of the pack are ruckus and his brother yeah yeah and so you know you got two brothers i don't care if it was me and my brother or these two or yeah you know they're gonna bump heads yeah yeah that's probably honestly the main reason i haven't but i'm to the point now where i i do want to get a a litter of pups i've, I've and i've got a bitch that i want to you know put ruckus with and i think that i really like both dogs and i think you know combining that i just hope the fight don't carry over you know i just hope she in the in the female she's really she don't have an ounce of bite to her with another mm -hmm. dog she's real sweet dog and i don't know maybe don't balance itself out yeah i don't know it's hard saying but you know you, you take you go back east and the reason that it's so taboo like that is you, know, you turn loose on a bear track back east and you get to a tree and sometimes there's a lot of dogs there that you don't know who they belong to yeah you know so when you start mixing the chemistry like that then then you can have a problem a real problem yeah but when you're hunting ruckus with the same dogs all the time they already know the chemistry it's always there you know it's that it's nothing serious other than just you know petty bull crap dom you know dog domination stuff it's not a big deal but yeah and you hear them horror stories of guys you know walking into a tree and there's 
you know, the dogs, they killed one, you know, right. dead right. one under the tree. It's not, not like that. We no. personally ever, never experienced that. Have but, you ever even had that, your dog's mixed in with other packs out here yes yes oh you yeah. have oh yeah okay. we have mostly in utah but, but yeah not, Utah's, not yeah. much out here no right are you mean strangers yeah, yeah. strange dogs All, we've only done it in utah yeah. one year we got to a tree and well we got 500 yards from the tree and we're like what in the heck is that and we get up there and we done it a few different caught a few different bears up there and we get there and there's 15 dogs and you know, three, four different houses. Three, four different houses <laughs> you know, coming yeah. from different ways. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, and we never did have a problem, but I can see how a problem could danger unfold yeah. in a situation like that. Yeah, it, it can happen. It, it happens out east, but houndsmen out east, they also know that most of them aren't going to drop in on a race or, or things like that. I, I got my jazz female mixed in with. A pack this past fall. She she struck that bear in the morning, and drove it down, crossed over the mountain with it at 4:30 that afternoon. I picked her off the tree with some other some other guys' hounds. Oh, I'll be dang. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was so it happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She just she just carried a, carried a bear out of there. And yeah. And when we've experienced it up in Utah. Everybody we dealt with, all them other houndsmen, they were super nice. Yeah. It wasn't no no issue whatsoever with any of them. Right. And I think them Utah guys probably deal with it a lot, you know, especially mm -hmm. hunting in big, real-known units, you yeah. know, pursuing and whatnot. And, but uh, it was kind of a new deal for us, but right. everybody was super nice. And yep. we just kind of went on our way, but. Yeah. Well, I think we better wrap this one up, fellas. You guys got anything else to add? No, sir. No, Man, sir. it's been a blast. Has. I mean, it's just storytelling and fun. It is. It is. Yeah. And having, right. having a lot in common with one another. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. We'll do it again. Absolutely. We'll it again. All right. Well, until next time, you get you guys Whitaker Brothers outfitting or hunting company out whitaker brothers hunting company i'm freaking three four days into this trip and i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> you follow your hounds and i'll follow mine you bet All All right. Right. thanks everybody thank Appreciate you it. that will do it for another episode of the houndsman xp podcast if you enjoyed this episode make sure you go over there to that apple itunes store and leave us a review that'll help us a ton also, support our sponsors. We choose our sponsors specifically because they are willing to put back into this sport, this lifestyle that we all love so much. So it's not just about money for them. They actually care about you. They care about their products, and they care about the future of our lifestyle. One of those companies I got to mention is Cajun Lights. You can go to their website at CajunOutdoors.com and you'll not only find high quality lights, you'll also find a lot of other gear and essential items for houndsmen there. Another essential item that we need to talk about is Mother's Day is coming up. You need to check out Rough Cut Company. Go to RoughCutCompany.com and get some gift ideas. I promise you your mother will cherish 
the opportunity to display this high quality item in her home featuring her family. That's why moms do what they do. They're proud of their families. So get the kids together, get the brothers and sisters together, get some high quality images. You can do it right from your phone, upload those on their website. They're going to take that image and they're going to reproduce it on native Wisconsin hardwoods. It's going to be laser engraved. It's going to come back. It's attractive. I bought one for my wife for our anniversary. She was not disappointed. Check out Rough Cut Company at roughcutcompany.com.